welcome back to Cultivate and Keep podcast with myself, Jeremy, and Corey Haynes. See, every sp- time, bro, I just, that, not every time, but I changed <laughs> that one. Am I supposed to like, um, is that like my, you know, like my walkout kind of intro for like, um, yeah, exactly. fighting someone? Yeah. Am I supposed to like say something or? No, you just say, yeah. Hey, th- thanks, man. Good to hey, be here. Hey, thanks. You got me. Yeah. Um, yeah, me. dude. That's Welcome. Me. Welcome to my show. Thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate dude. it. No problem. Well, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, last episode, the ninth commandment, we were just talking about how I've been boring on the intros, you know, so. I spice it up once. Yeah, I want to change it up. But I'm doing well. I respect it. Yeah, that's good. No complaints. No complaints. Um, it is crazy. I, honestly, I didn't even realize that it were like in the middle of November already. And then I saw today. There's a tweet. It said there are seven Monday, or I think there was yesterday. There are seven Mondays left in 2020, and mm. that blew my mind. That's crazy. So the power, seven, the power of Twitter. That's right. It's crazy, dude. It's I don't even know where this it's so weird because this year literally flew by, but at the same time it was the longest year of all time. Yeah. I started doing my year in review a little bit. I kind of like thinking through some thoughts. It was weird. It's like, it's weird. It's, it's like thinking weird. back on your childhood. <laughs> yeah. It just, odd. personally, I'm stoked the year's ending. Oh yeah. Because 100%. I'm ready to move on. So could not, but, be um, yeah, it's weird crazy well <laughs> we're so calm <laughs> crazy yeah i think this is the only appropriate way to end <laughs> the year before our 2020 review but our last like official episode of 2020 yeah is this is just a representation of this no no, no let's pick it up we gotta pick okay. it up a little bit gotta pick it up pick it up pick it up okay we've we're finally finishing our series on the 10 commandments so that's exciting yes we are number 10 10 of number 10 10 which is Exodus twenty seventeen says you shall not covet. So you shall not cover covet your neighbor's uh, house. You shall not cover your, your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor every, anything else that is your neighbor's. So basically, don't covet. Um, and there's some interesting thought I we were just talking about before, but like I was like I don't remember this one being one of the commandments. <laughs> I don't. I remember the um, the tenth one being like a banger, like a you know. America being one like love the God, love the Lord and God with all your heart. I thought I thought it was that one for some reason. I was like, okay, close it out strong, you know. Right. And I think the reason is I remember, uh, I think someone talking about this one being a, not underrated, but like not talked about a lot. No one and, talks. About and they're also talking about the significance of like why this one, uh, why the commandments like, why this was a number ten, why it ended on this note. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's packed. There's a lot to it. You know, it's more than we think. There's a lot mm-hmm. under the covers with this one. This is like the least straightforward one mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, what is this? What does this really mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know how to practically apply apply this quite. You know, I can't put my finger on it quite yet. Um, it's interesting, too, because uh, in Colossians 3, 5, Paul says, you know, to put away all, you know, malice and anger, yada, 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 and covetousness, which is idolatry. Um, and so there's also, it's like, you know, you have the first commandment, which is, uh, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make an idol. And then you have the last one. Mm-hmm. And Paul kind of says, like, they're the same thing a little bit, or they're very similar in that respect. And um, so maybe just wanted to imp- you know unpack that a little bit just so we understand, like, what does it mean? What is 
what does it mean to covet or what does covetous mean? Um, so going back to the first one, you know, idolatry gets back to our loyalty to God and his priority in our lives and basically putting God first, having no other gods, no other thing that we worship with our attention or with our affection other than God. God is a jealous God. He wants all of our attention, all of our heart. Um, and uh, so I was reading some notes on this and I, th- I thought that John Piper, actually it's not John Piper, it's one of his authors, but they said, where our exchange for the glory of God, the value of God, the beauty of God, the all satisfying worth of God, where that exchange is happening and our desire for him and our satisfaction in him is getting weaker, other desires are going mm-hmm. to come in and fill that void. And that is called covetousness. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting because basically like the root word for what it means to covet is to desire. It's to want, it's to, to long after something. Um, and so God is saying, do not covet anything else that someone has, but also, um, I think it's also a little bit applicable to like, just don't desire worldly things, Mm -hmm. desire me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how it kind of ties back to that first commandment uh, relating to idolatry. Yeah. So to be clear, the distinction is with idolatry is it's um, dealing with like loyalty with God and with coveting. It's more about what we desire, things we want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what we long for, like what are the things that we want? What are where are our affections and mm-hmm. our, our loyalty um, lie? <laughs> we're like <laughs> yeah i think this is super like every, everywhere around us you know like i mean we often talk about things we want all the and, time right and, and i'm saying specifically me and you but yeah. yeah in general yeah like that is like that is social media that is like you know right now we're right around black friday right i mean that that is like you know the next deal and whatever that is like a lot of times what excites us right um i'm like dang like what what does this mean for mm-hmm. me like I, I haven't really thought a lot about it but um you know one of the other notes says don't desire anything in a way that would express lack of contentment in god i was like whoa that's like a heavy heavy sentence right there it says covetousness that's a hard word to say covetousness that's why i said covet <laughs> is a desire that is going to as going up because the desire for God is going down for anything. So for Bible reading, for preaching, for writing books, reading books, etc. Um, anything that you desire and the desire is coming stronger because the desire for God is getting weaker. That is covetousness. That is evil. It doesn't matter what you're desiring. It's just that you're desiring something other than God. In so I, place. Yeah. I think the simple breakdown is like, it's not bad to want things, right? There's not what this is. I don't think that's what no. this is saying. Isn't, not saying you can't, want to go buy things or maybe save up for something or to get excited about a new purchase. That's not what it's saying. But when that becomes more and the, the desire for God is becoming less and, and what that means is on a practical level, okay, what, what, what excites you more? What, um, what do you give more thought to? Um, do you, would you, you know, rather take a Sunday morning going shopping at fashion Valley mall than attending church, right? I mean, hmm. where like do priorities lie? Like, and I think, it clearly answers it. And so which one think of like a, which one's outweighing the other. Right. One thing I often think I've said a few times, um, I think it comes from John Piper or Dan Dillon, but it talks about like what a lot of the issue with sin is that 
like we just simply desire sin more than we desire God. Like we just, mm. we would rather fulfill ourselves. Yeah. And like the sin is, we put more weight on that than we do God. And if you think about it, like if you, if you desire God enough and you really just want to be in his love and be walking with him, if that, if there's a lot of weight in that, then you're, you're not going to sin. Cause why would you want to jeopardize? Why would you want to affect your closeness with God? Um, yeah. so similar to like your desires, right? Yeah, I think there there are two um, kind of different applications here, which is one, you know, he very clearly says, uh, do not covet your neighbor's house, wife, servant, ox, you know, whatever. So, like, don't want things that are not yours, that other people have. Uh, And then there's the second one, which is, like, don't want something more than you want God, right? Or Mm -hmm. don't replace your desire for God with a desire for something else. And um, both are like very, very serious. Like I feel like they're they're pretty like. I struggle with this a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, that's where I'm like, dang. Like I want a, a nice house and I want a nice car and mm-hmm. I want to feel financially secure and, uh, I would like to have a successful business. Um, and I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily want like what another person has, but I want what they have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want to like be like them in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. and that I think can compete with my desire for God sometimes if I'm being mm-hmm. completely transparent. It's like, uh, it, it fe- it's very tangible, right? It feels very real. Like I could touch it and I can see it. I can see how other people mm-hmm. are getting it. So like I want it. Right. Whereas you don't really get like a strong look at someone's walk with God and how much they desire God and how much, how content they are with God, um, at the same level. Right. It's not like it's, uh, or at least it doesn't come off the same way, right? If you if you post on social media all the time about doing your devotions or writing things, like it, it can even have the opposite effect mm-hmm. of like, okay, it's kind of being annoying. But if someone's posting on Instagram about their big house and their nice cars, it's like you can't help but li- but be like, oh wow, like look at that, <laughs> I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you know one of the problems with this, um, someone you know if you. I mean, think back when you've, maybe it's right now, maybe it's another time, but when you're in the mindset of wanting stuff and more, like there's really not an end to it. If you think about that, right? If you think about times when you've, you know, made the most money or had the most success or I don't know, just, you know, got some new, new, new items, whatever. Like, I feel like you, for me, at least I, w- I always want more of it. Like, it never really like it's ends, true. right? Um, you know, like it's funny, uh, like last year we made more money than we ever made before in our lives, me and Connie. And it was, and I, th- I remember like years before that, like setting like benchmark goals, whatever. And that was the year where we like surpassed those goals goals. And I thought I would be like so happy. And I was, but I wanted more. Like, and guess what? So that now my next name was like a higher goal and a bit, whatever. Right. That's kind of how it works. Right. And I think, and I also, I was thinking about, oh, I was going back to read, you know, the first verse, but you know, he goes on the list, like don't covet, you know, you're the house, the neighbor's wife, the servant. He kind of goes on and, listen all these things i think part of that is because that's how it works it's like this train effect ripple effect yeah. where it's like you, you're not gonna you're probably not just gonna want like your neighbor's car you're also gonna want you know the shiny wheels on the car you're gonna want you know the nice you know landscape backyard whatever you're gonna want the pool whatever so that's kind of how it works you want all these things and that it that in my mind in lies like the problem like uh, mm. that is how god um making our minds is almost it might seem like outmatched because there's so many things over here that seem appealing and good and shiny and right in front of us. Um, it's appealing. We want it, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially in American culture, there's very much a, 
keeping up with the Joneses um, kind of culture where everyone's looking to each other of how successful they are, what they have. And you're always looking at, you know, uh, what stage of life your friends are in or what they have. And then you want it too, right? Cause they are your friends and you see them as your equal. And so you feel lesser if you don't have it. Right. Um, but it completely kind of bypasses the desire for the Lord, right? You don't know anything about how they got what they have, what their relationship is like with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like maybe what you want is actually a huge detriment to their walk with God. Mm-hmm. And you want the same thing. Like I think if you really knew the consequences, you wouldn't, but even then, why do you really want it? Right. And, um, I think really what it gets down to is that, uh, when we covet, we're kind of giving into this selfish mindset of like, you know, I, I want that cause that'll make me happy. I need it. I must have it. I'm not going to be happy without it. Right. It's like this very slippery slope of like, even if you have the smallest inkling of this is something I would, I would like, or, Hey, you know, Joe over there has a Tesla. I'd like a Tesla one day. And then soon enough, you're thinking like you're on Tesla's website in the checkout, like looking at which credit card you can put <laughs> it on, you know, um, just because you, you need to have it and you won't be happy without it. Um, so I was thinking about it because it's uh, there's definitely like a, a creep, right? It's like always looming of like, do you want this? Do you want that? Look at what this person has over here. Like, uh, how happy would you be if you had this thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. It reminds me of um, I don't get you off. You're done. No, no. Okay, go ahead. Um uh, in John Mark uh, Comer's book, he talks a lot about like uh, wanting more things and and feeling and th- the trap of thinking how getting more is going to fulfill. And he talks a lot about like no, dude, like think about the cost that comes with like the new thing that you want, right? Mm. And he gives all these examples, but one of the ones he gives is is he uh, he really wanted a motorcycle for a while, it's like his big like treat he wanted, and he finally got the bike. But then he talks about how he didn't really remember or think about like the cost that came with the bike. And not just like the cost to like, you know, either finance or like outright buy the bike, but you know, think about now you have the bike, so now you got to ride it, right? You got to take it out and ride. You got to spend time, you know, make sure it's running good. Uh, and then when it, you know, then you got to clean it, you got to shine it. Um, you know, you got to do maintenance on it, right? So you got to take it to a shop. You got to replace parts of that break, or maybe you don't have money and you have to be the one to figure out yourself. So you spend half a weekend fixing your bike. Um, you got to pay to store the bike. Um, you know, what if you lay it down and get scratched you gotta you know like so many issues that come with like the cost of having a bike and, and pretty quickly if you think about it you might find that like the cost may not outweigh like the good from it um so i think this that's a good tool to, like fight like fight this this issue like how do you part of what we want to talk about is how do you like what do you do about this this problem of coveting how do you um like you know com- combat that and, and not live a life that's like under that so much well i think one of the ways is think about the cost of the things that you want um, cause everything we want, it does have a cost, whether it's, you know, you want to put a pool in your backyard, you want to get a new car, whatever it is. Like there's, there's costs that go with it. I remember, uh, Greg McEwen, the author of essentialism talking in his podcast, uh, I think it was with his wife. Actually, he had her on because her dream, I think for like a long time, like 15, uh, like, you know, 10 or 15 years was to own a horse and to have sort of just own a horse within their backyard. Right. And, um, so finally the day came where they could buy a horse and they had the ranch and they had the property and they had the place and the means to do it. And they got the horse and it was amazing for about a year. And then, you know, they loved the horse, but, uh, it became a burden where they felt mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, we had to feed it all the time. We needed to take it out. Like they felt like they're neglecting it. 
Um, it wasn't as fun as as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. They didn't enjoy taking it out. They had to every time they left the house, they had to make sure that the horse was you know safe or secure. If they left for a trip, they had to get someone to watch it and to feed it. And um, so then they they kind of like decided on the podcast, I believe, to basically like <laughs> uh, give the horse to someone else and to find a new home. And um, I think a lot of times, like if you really get down to it, like we don't really want that thing like we want what that thing gives us and ultimately what that thing gives us is pretty like pretty void it's pretty vapid like it doesn't really make us happy on the inside um and so you have to learn to be content i think that that's the other thing other thing too like if you're content and then you get something it doesn't really make you like you don't buy that thing because you think it's gonna make you happier and if you lose that thing it doesn't make you any less happy right so you can still get all the same things, but if you're already content with what you have and with the Lord, then that thing doesn't become something that you, you know, would covet after or that mm-hmm. you'd be afraid of losing or letting go of later on. Um, you know, Paul says that he learned to be content with whatever he had, rich or poor, right? He he kind of like went through it all and was like, yeah, you know what? I just learned to be content and to desire the Lord through it all in a way that it didn't matter sort of what, what kind of material things that I have. Um, and that's like a really earned skill. Like you can't just wake up one day and be like, I'm fine. I'm content. <laughs> like I don't need anything else. And mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to desire the Lord. Like that's, that's really something you have to learn. And I, I couldn't comment on how you do that. <laughs> uh, you mentioned um, like we, we often want like new stuff to like fill a void that can't really be filled from like buying stuff. I also think another reason why is, well, I know another reason why is because of like seeing what other people have. And you kind of mentioned that earlier, but, uh, and, and, you know, we all know about like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all these platforms, like make it so much harder. Um, I actually just deleted Instagram and Facebook. Interesting. Like this or last week. Um, not because of that kind of thing, but, um, I, I've been so frustrated with like fake news and especially with like just like drama dude of like every everyone is like arguing and media yeah and yeah. I, so i'm just over and so what, what happened i was wondering uh, i mean a lot of days i've been waking up feeling like i would wake up and just kind of feel like not motivated to work hmm. which is kind of newer for me especially when i get to work from home i work from home i'm normally i'm like stoked but last week most like most of every day i kind of felt like discouraged and like just not motivated most most days and it really affected like my output and I kind of identified a lot of it was because of just like what I was filling my mind with, like kind of start my day looking at social media and feeling like mm. discouraged. And I was like a whole week I tried to like, I think on Wednesday I figured out the source and then the whole week I tried to like just fight through it. And this week I was like, forget that. And so I just like deleted it. Mm. It's only been like three days I think so far. It's been good. Like just not having it in my mind and I'm yeah. like being around it, like out of sight, out of mind, like really helps. I think with this, like a, it's like a similar thing, right? I think if you're constantly wanting new stuff, well, if you're on your phone and if you're seeing ads and if you're, you know, like, it's like, how do you, how do you avoid something when someone's right in front of you, especially if you struggle with it? So I think that identifying like, Hey, if you see other people that have with that, it, they make it, they make you think they have a lot of stuff like the perfect life and the whatever, um, like that's going to make you want more, more. it's going to make you want more, you know? Hmm. So you deleted it off of your phone? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not like gone, gone, gone. Right, right. Not like deactivate your account, yeah, but just, just delete it off your phone. Yeah, it won't be forever. It'll probably be for, you know, we'll see. A few weeks, a few months, maybe a while. I think yeah. I did it I did it a while ago, a couple of years ago, and I ended up deleting them for like over a year. Like it just kind of stayed. 
and then I got it back, and you know, I go, th- I go through little phases, but yeah, yeah, it's. But the funny thing is, why I mention that? Because I mean, it's working. Like, um, I think it was with my. <laughs> I'm not even sure how how it happened, but I just I had a thought. Maybe I read it somewhere, but I remember thinking like, maybe maybe it's the the verdict, uh, concept of like if your eye if your eye causes you to, to stumble, gouge it out. And I think I was talking about that with someone now and I was making it sound so simple. I'm like, it's just simple. Just do it. And I kind of realized, Oh wait, I like at least for a whole week or so, like I mm-hmm. wasn't doing that. And so right. just, you know, but the funny thing is once you do it, like it makes, it makes a big difference. So yeah. I've pretty recently, maybe like the last two months I've, I've actually stopped listening to quite a few podcasts just cause I felt like it was like driving me nuts a little bit, yeah. like hearing about, um, like specifically stop listening to a lot of the real estate investment mm-hmm. podcasts because I would just be like jealous and mm-hmm. be like, I just want to be them in their situation. Mm-hmm. And like, why can't I just have all the properties they have and they make bazillion dollars a month or whatever and across their thousands of units. And also a lot of like startup entrepreneur podcasts hearing about, you know, oh, just a whole bunch of really rich people. Um, <laughs> and hearing about, you know, a lot of those guys are kind of like doofuses and it makes me mad that I'm like, why do they have to stumble upon this great business idea and, you know, sell it to Amazon for $200 million or whatever. Not that I even want or like that anyone needs that amount of money, but you get the thought of like, you just hear it all the time running through your head of story after story after story. And then it builds this kind of like resentment and covetousness. It's funny you bring that up. Cause I actually did, did the exact same thing with the exact same podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I've actually been listening to music, hmm. which um, I used to like. You probably remember this. I used to like. I always listen to music. I loved it, and I haven't the last like, several. I've been just like a. I just listen to podcasts now, and so I don't ever listen to music. And um, this started because I had a day where I think for some reason I, I had to play music, and it gave me so much life. Like I was hmm. working, whatever. And I felt so like. I don't know, inspired. And I was like, I missed this. And then I kind of identified, like you're saying, yeah, just what like this was doing. I also think that for me, part of why I listen to podcasts is to learn. And I kind of think like, I need to keep learning. I keep, need to keep growing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to communicate that I've like learned what I need to learn, but I think for real estate, I know what I need to do to get started. Right. I know right. like the steps I need to take to like, you know, make some progress. Right. I've, you know, I've taken a course, I've read these books, these podcasts. Like I, I know, what I need to start with business. I have some things that are working good. Right. So for me, it was kind of like, well, if this is just frustrating me, why don't I just focus on what I have and do what I need to do? Yeah. I think it's similar for you too. Like you, you got some things that are working and you know, you, you're like, you know, like kind of the plan you have to make these next steps. So now it's a matter of just doing it. I don't think it's bad to listen to the podcast, but I think if you're still searching for like the next idea or the next like motivation or to fill some like dream you have, like it's probably gonna make it worse. Yeah. For a while, I felt like it was really inspirational and that I was learning mm-hmm. a lot. And then I, oh yeah, I, I think it still could be, but again, like the place where I'm in now is that it's almost like the opposite. It's discouraging and yeah, it builds same. kind of like jealousy. And then I'm just like, what? Yeah. And then I, one day I was just like, why am I listening to this? Um, I really, just, I just need to get back to what I'm doing now and doing that well and being happy with, you know, where I'm at and what I have. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really focusing on getting back to the Lord and building that desire again and having the right kind of practice. Like it's hard. I think especially for me, like uh, I think you're the same way, but like I'm very much like I 
like live in the future of like, here's what things will be like in five years. And like mm-hmm. everything I do now is kind of just like with this thought of here's what it's gonna pay my off. life will yeah. be like, you know, um, yeah, exactly the payoff. And, um, and when I'm constantly like putting myself in that place of just thinking about the future, then I'm not here presently. And then like mm-hmm. that, that sucks because then I have a hard time focusing or mm-hmm. I'm actually not motivated to work. Cause I just want to get to that place in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even thinking about today and what I should do and, who I should talk with and you know, what relationships I have. Um, so it was, yeah, it was lame. Yeah. I, uh, Max, sorry. Max is being crazy. I think he's hungry guys. He wants dinner. No, I think, uh, what we said in the beginning was this, this is one of the harder ones, um, to combat. And like you said, it, it kind of like it, I feel like it spreads far. Like it touches a lot of boxes and, I think in depending on what box you're in, like, and I, I think of it like breaking out, right? So like find like how this, this is affecting like one box of your life and then fix that problem then go to the next box. And I think this issue of coveting will touch like a lot of boxes of your life. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other antidotes I'll just mention as we close is um, generosity, which I thought was a really good point um, hmm. because it goes back to one of the other points we made about um, sort of in opposition to stealing um, and, and theft, which was like a great way to learn to be content or to be thankful is just to, to give Mm -hmm. and, uh, giving is the opposite of coveting because, uh, instead of saying, this is what I want, you're saying, I'm just going to give this thing away that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that again, the more that I, that we kind of explore these topics, the more I really understand the meaning of it is more blessed to give than to receive because mm-hmm. when you're giving, it's sort of checking a lot of the boxes of the antidotes to these pitfalls and these traps of, mm-hmm. of coveting, of stealing, of lying, of like when you're giving something away, it's the opposite of all those things where really kind of helps you um, get back to the place where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Cool. Well, any th- other thoughts before we close? No, I, I mean, I wanted to add to the generosity, but I feel like you've covered it. I think that um, when you, yeah, when you do give, I think the level of fulfillment is pretty underrated. I think that, and more more than that, I think it just, like, it solved a lot of that void in you, right? And it's kind of, it's almost like you're, you're giving away, and it's depending on situation, but you may have to, like, you giving something away may mean that you cannot have it, right? And so... Um, it kind of like solves a problem for you, you know, like we said yeah. earlier, like when you get something you want, Trains you. you want more. And so if you just say, you know what, like on this, in, in this box, I'm going to give this away. Right. Then I think that that's a great way to, to cure the problem. But also like, it's weird. It's like the fulfillment comes from like blessing someone, but also like now you're fulfilled because you no, no longer want, right. You don't want that thing mm. because it's gone. It's for someone else. And so it's like a twofold fulfillment, right. Blessing someone else, but also like kind of fixing your own problem. So yeah. Yeah. Two birds, yeah. one stone. Wow, that was good. Okay. That's well, a wrap of the series. That's a wrap of the series. You heard it from us. Tune in next week for the 2020 review. Check out what we're up to next and get notified to stay in the loop. Uh, Cultivateandkeep.com slash 2021. We'll have the link in the show notes. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.